0: Hello and welcome to Strange Ways with me, Harry Browse. And me, Liam Humes. The podcast all about the puzzling, peculiar and the perverse.
1: Before we start, we just want to be clear that we're not making light of people's fears and phobias. This podcast is an exploration of the weird and wonderful things which make this world that little bit strange. If you hear me drinking a cup of tea, it's because I'm drinking a cup of tea.
0: I get up every morning at half six and we are currently recording this at... What's the time? Half seven, so...
1: PM, not just uh, one hour later. Yeah, no, not just one, no.
0: <laughs> it's 12 hours later. Um, so, But it's it's fine, it's fine, we're doing it. And this episode is about sleep, isn't it's it? It's a hard ironic. life, isn't it, Harry? <laughs> it is a hard life, actually. <laughs> I, I commute. I'm a commuter, darling. Um, yeah, it's quite fitting, actually, that this episode's about sleep, isn't it? It's somnophobia is the, is the title of this episode. But before that... I think we should go yeah. into well, our... how are you? I'm, I'm okay. You seem tired. I am tired. I am very <laughs> How's tired. How's your day been? Um, weird. Very weird, but fun. I, I For the listeners listening, I'm doing a journalism degree and I finally have a patch in Sheffield which I cover and report on stories there. I was on the bus today going to patch, Strange occurrence, and...
1: I saw a man with a sex doll. Oh my gosh! Yes, I <laughs> love the image that you sent to me—that the quick, quickly captured, well, quickly captured photo.
0: I had to get a picture. I was, I was on the bus, and I was going past a block of flats. I saw a guy leaning out of his balcony window, and I just saw this leg <laughs> next to him. When I looked up, I realised that it was a full sex doll, like full. So it was stand. Thing is, I don't know whether it was a sex doll or a mannequin, but either way, it's still a bit. Or was it made of
1: rubber? I, I, I couldn't see the texture. <laughs> I couldn't see any of those no, flesh tones. Those sex dolls are like always stood in the same like stretched out limbs pose. Was no, that what it was. Doing? <laughs> it
0: was stood up. It was definitely stood up, which I, I don't see many standing up sex dolls. No.
1: No. And what was he doing?
0: And he was having a fag outside of his balcony window. I tried to get a picture because I love strange occurrences like that. So uh, I got a bit of the woman's leg. <laughs> her leg. We'll call her Janice. So yeah, that was a bit of a strange I wonder place. why
1: he, they were stood at the window. Do you think he was pretending, well, he, they'd had like a bit of a night and he was like, oh, let's get some fresh air at the window.
0: <laughs> he might think he's in some film noir Standing outside and having a fag on the balcony.
1: <laughs> Maybe he does it on purpose when, like trams and buses go past, because he knows he wants to see if people will notice.
0: Well, I certainly did notice. <laughs> Any strange occurrences for you?
1: Yes, this actually happens to the both of us, but I want to to talk right here. Is when we live in the city centre of Manchester, don't we? And it's when we were walking. We were going to the theatre, actually. which sounds like I've made that up, but we went. We were walking to the theatre the other night, um, and it was dark, as it's you know the the nights are getting quite dark now. Um, and there's also a lot of building work going on near us. There was a man in a jeep, but it was quite lonely. You know, most of the builders had gone home. But I, I suspect he was like the the manager of the building site or something. But he was in one of those cars that has got um, speakers on the top, almost like a tanoi. It was a little bit lonely. Our street, isn't it? It's just a quiet street. Yeah. Um, you kinda of just have to have your wits about your little bit, just as you would maybe live in living anywhere city centre. But the strangest thing happened, didn't it, in that as soon as we kind of approached this car and got near it, the loudest kind of clack centennae like came out of nowhere from this car, which sound I can't even do an impression. I can't of the remember voice. what it said. It was like get off the like, <laughs> I, I, I got, <laughs> It was really I don't know what it said and I can't even do an impression but it was I imagine it was along the lines of something <laughs> that yeah. you just did. But it was it was a bit like a police you know, like NYPD, like come out with your hands up kind of vibes. And they made us jump, didn't yeah. it? It was really, really weird. Because I thought it was at us.
0: I thought he was it doing was it because we were us. the
1: only people that were around. It was around. Empty Street,
0: and it, it just suddenly I di- started doing this alarm thing, or maybe he was
1: testing it or something. <laughs> I think he was testing it to make us jump, but then his headlights came on, didn't they? Just afterwards, and kind of he drove towards us. You know, it did that thing when a car drives towards you, and then you you like hold your breath and it drives past (laughs) and you realise you're overreacting but yeah how strange was that
0: so I think we should get started
1: episode 3 somnophobia so yeah somnophobia this is a fear of sleep Um, I've done some reading about it online actually and how this differs from insomnia everybody's probably familiar with insomnia and heard of what that that's a difficulty people have getting to sleep I guess an anxiety disorder but insomnia is actually the fear of sleep itself. These people don't want to go to sleep. And it seems like it affects more people than you maybe expect. It says here, some of the stuff online, that the sufferer is often terrified what might happen if they fall asleep. I think what I got from that is people are scared of being out of control or that somebody could enter the house without them realising when they're kind of defenceless, you know. So mm. people are just terrified to fall asleep, which I can't imagine because I, I can falling
0: asleep. <laughs> No, I, I I love my sleep.
1: I've actually never had difficulty getting to sleep, have you?
0: I, I I have. I have. But that was when I was, like, when I was much younger. I used to find it very difficult to go to sleep before school, but I was that was when iPhones were quite new. And when I first got an iPhone, I was, like, addicted. I am addicted now. I love my phone. But it's... I was on it constantly until three o'clock in the morning. And I reckon
1: this is what a lot of parents have to face, actually, even today. It, worse today than maybe when you were young with iPads and Fortnite and all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: it's worse because I was around my sister's. This was actually about a year ago now. And Finley, my nephew, he, uh, he was showing me some games on his phone. And one of the games I pointed out and I was like, oh, I used to have that on my phone. And he was like... Oh, when you were my age? And I was like, no, we didn't have these when you... I was your age. And that kind of made me at my heart sink. Cause I was like, oh, no, when you start saying that, you're old. Like, yeah, you're we, actually we you're didn't certified even have sp- old.
1: We didn't even have Snake, did we? Because that came when I was more of a teenager. i had I'm that a bit, a bit on a Nokia older than you.
0: I had a Nokia brick. Yeah. When I was too. 11, when I was 11, my, it was my sister's old phone. And I just had it because of the games and because I kept pestering my mum saying, I want a phone.
1: I want a phone. Tara's got a phone. Oh, that was my sister, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was also reading about why people have this fear of going to sleep, and part of it reminded me of you, actually. And part of what I was reading said that some people talk in their sleep, and a fear that they've got a falling asleep is that they're going to reveal something really personal. <laughs> so I just thought this was hilarious, because you've said some hilarious things when you've been asleep.
0: None of my secrets,
1: though. No, well, maybe um... you've said some shocking things that I've not, I not mm. told you, because you lie on me telling you what you've said. And what's also strange is I always hear what you've said, so why am I awake all of the night? Hearing I think you're said. a
0: bad sleeper. I do think you're a bad sleeper. I am a
1: light sleeper,
0: but I wouldn't... I can just say your name and you wake up. Whereas me, I'm
1: dead to the world. If I'm out, I'm out and I'm dead to the world. Yeah, that's true. You're like a dead weight as well because you're always on my side of the bed and I'm like literally shoving you over and you still don't wake up. i was always pretending to be asleep. Well, this is not the time. (laughs) It's not the time for all that. But yeah, you said some hilarious things. One of my favourites was, did you get the fairy lights? This was totally random, by the way. No context. Did you get the fairy lights? To which I replied, because I do enjoy replying to you and seeing what I can get out of you. No, I forgot them. To which you replied, div. (laughs) Div. Insulting me, even when you're unconscious.
0: Well, people say I'm (laughs) consistent. (laughs) Um, So, I was looking at some disorders other than insomnia, but other sleep-related disorders. And there are some pretty weird ones. One of the weirdest, for me, is the sleep apnea, which is actually quite... A lot of people know about sleep apnea. I don't. Um, But it's uh, people who stop breathing repeatedly during sleep. They wake up partially in order to catch their breath. So... You wake up and... <gasps> with a gasp. Yes, yes. I would freak. If I had that...
1: What be... happened to you? I've had that...
0: Well, I don't know if that's the same as... You know when you feel like you're falling and yeah. then suddenly you're like... <gasps> yeah, that's what I'm, that's I what hate I'm thinking that. of. I hate that. But it's actually gasping for breath.
1: Yeah, not... to be fair, I've not had that. Mine was that feeling of falling. Mm. Worst sufferers
0: have to sleep with a mask... Oxygen mask on. Oh, really? Because they literally... So they stop breathing and it's believed to be by um caused by a relaxation of the soft tissue in the throat which shuts off the airway so it's a physical sounds dangerous yeah it does sound very dangerous another one was rem sleep behavior disorder and this disorder causes people to act out their dreams so i reckon a lot of people can relate to this one mm. uh, my dad said he once called me sleep dancing you sleep dancing. I know. If you probably weren't asleep, you'd probably just <laughs> yeah, just practice. Giving it some ballet hits. <laughs> no, it was a Saturday Night Fever. You know the oh yeah uh, uh, the when you the when you point your finger and you do that. Um, I was doing that in my sleep. I always remember. Him That's very that. strange. Yeah, it's a bit weird. The other one is exploding head syndrome, which doesn't sound good? <laughs> does not sound great at all. You wouldn't want the doctor telling you that you have got exploding head syndrome. <laughs> Sufferers imagine hearing a loud noise just before falling asleep as if a bomb has gone off inside their head. Oh. Some people think they're having a stroke and exploding head syndrome is most common in older people though it has been reported in children under age 10 as well. It must be very, very scary. I couldn't imagine having something like that where you can't even get to sleep because you sound there's a physical bomb going off in your head.
1: Yeah, that must be so hard to diagnose, you know, if somebody came with those symptoms. It's such a difficult thing to mm. work out, isn't it? And why that happens to us. I was actually reading about um, something else that's sleep-related, that's sleep paralysis. Oh, This right. is something probably quite commonly known about now, but it's something I... Have you ever had it? Yeah, a few times, and that's why I wanted to speak about it, really. Have you? No. I've had it a few times, and I was reading about it even on the NHS website, and it's not as uncommon as you might think. It says it's most common in students. Um, presumably it's stress-related but I've had it about two or three times not loads, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a sufferer of it but I've had it a few times for those who don't know, this is from the NHS website the main symptom of sleep paralysis is being completely aware of your surroundings but temporarily unable to move or talk this usually occurs as you're waking up, but can happen when falling asleep during an episode of sleep paralysis you may find it difficult to take breaths as if your chest is being crushed you may find it difficult to move your eyes some people can open their eyes but others can't You could have sensations that there's someone or something in the room. This is a scary bit. A type of hallucination. Many people feel this presence wishes them harm. I also found it really interesting that that's on the NHS website. As a common symptom is that people feel like there's someone in the room. I just find it so ghostly. Mm. I woke up in the middle of the night, opened my eyes and saw my bedroom wall and was awake but I couldn't move. So it's the it's that moment where your body and your muscles are still relaxed and asleep, but your mind is awake. So I could see. I had that awful feeling of dread that um, there was somebody in the room or, or what I actually thought, because I was probably half asleep, was that there was some kind of demon or ghost in the room behind me and I couldn't, I wanted so badly to turn over to see that there was nobody there, but you physically can't move and that's what makes it so scary. And that probably lasted for about 10 seconds before I was able to look. It's just horrifying, but it's because you can't move, so it's that restriction as, as well that's awful.
0: I slept on my arm the other day, and I woke up, and it was numb. I had that weird sensation of, like, oh, it could be broken, and I, <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> even know. you literally can't feel it. And you have to, like, wake it up, and then, like, oh, it, it, it makes my legs tingle at the thought of it.
1: It's weird, the stuff that can happen like, when you, when you <laughs> That's not up. as weird, like, no, just lying not, on your but, arm, but, but it but, going numb. That idea of waking up from sleep and then something have happened that are feeling weird. There's also another instance here about sleep paralysis that I got from MSN uh, news website. In 2005, a journal of emergency medicine reported about a 23-year-old woman who was found delirious and hyperventilating after seeing a ghost, in inverted commas, on arrival in the emergency room. The patient was still hyperventilating but was able to talk. She denied taking illicit drugs or alcohol but recalled seeing a ghost while taking a bath. It was later determined that her new gas water heater had been improperly installed and her house was filled with carbon monoxide. After oxygen therapy, she made a full recovery.
0: Wow. That's just... Carbon monoxide's awful.
1: Yeah, so she was in the bath and ended up... I mean, this is a loose tie to sleep, really, but linked to that sleep paralysis point of hallucinating when you're kind of in that mental state between sleep and, and consciousness is really unsettling for many, many people.
0: It makes you think as well how many allusions to ghosts, demons during that those early hours, yeah. those sleep periods that are often repeated in literature and art and in history and tales. And you think, oh, they could have just been having sleep paralysis. Yeah, and <laughs> definitely. But if, if you... We live in a world of science and rational thinking for them, for people living even 100 years ago. Do you know what I mean? And still now, people still believe in ghosts and uh, demons at the end of your bed. That's if you don't apply a scientific rationale to it. Yeah. But that doesn't make it any less real. If, you, if in that moment you think a demon's at the end of the bed and you can see a demon at the end of the bed because you're having... <laughs> yeah, yeah it, is it is there. You know what it is? Yeah. It is because it's having a real effect on you. Yeah, you're right. um, it might, not, it might be, be in your head or maybe a, a result of some sleep mystery that we don't
1: really know about, but it, it's still scary. It's still awful. I feel like we could almost do a whole episode on, on ghosts and demon type stuff and we could do, but um, you're right, it's one of those things isn't it with ghosts that you only see them at night or in the dark when actually you can't see anything or the demon only comes and sits on the end of the bed when you're half asleep like it's to be fair it's probably quite obvious that that's when you're half asleep convenient is the word yeah when you're half asleep and you, you're you hallucinating or you're even dreaming um, or when you can't quite see something because it's dark you're in the shadows and you think you've seen a ghost you've made a funny point before haven't you like you, you never see a ghost like in the supermarket
0: that's so uh, Joe Lycix Oh, is it? Yeah, that's a joke. Mm, you passed that off as your own. One I know, time. I know, I know. It's the whole "I've seen a ghost in Monson's." <laughs> but yeah, I agree.
1: I've got another article here that um, that I'll share about somnophobia. and it comes from the idea that people feel really vulnerable when they're asleep, and actually the links of fe- the feeling of being asleep linked to the feeling of being dead. So a bit of a darker, Ooh. bit of a darker turn for the podcast, maybe. Um, and I also found on this topic, before I jump into this article, a quote from somebody that we like, actually, Edith Piaf. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. The, f- the famous French singer, uh, she once said it, apparently, in a famous quote, I fear sleep as it is a form of death. Oh. So she's aware of this link that I'm about to make. But this is an article that comes from Vice, Vice magazine from 2014, the headline of which is an interview with a guy who can't sleep because he's afraid of dying. So, I mean, very clickbait, except that just sounds really interesting. He said, It's affecting every area of my life. I try to avoid sleeping, by all means, because I am afraid of dying, by way of heart attack or fatal accident. One night in August 2010, while having dinner and watching television, I suddenly lost consciousness for a few seconds. I fell off the couch. Immediately after I came to, alone and unaided, I went to the hospital. I went to a lot of public and private hospitals and countless doctors, and got countless tests. I got all kind of diagnoses. Some were saying that I had cancer, others brain tumors, ear problems, you name it, I had it. What this article goes on to say is that because he was misdiagnosed so many times of what happened to him that time when he fell asleep, he started to associate the feeling of going to sleep with a deadly illness. So it's really affected his life. He says, "When it's when I sleep, it's because I fall asleep but still my mind plays tricks on me, reacting as a self-defence mechanism to keep my consciousness from relaxing and disconnecting from reality. I guess the brain disconnects because it knows that if you do not sleep, you die. So I thought, wow, a very heavy article there from Vice. Mm, wow. But um, probably explains some of the, the people who are really struggling with the, the phobia and mm. the fear that they have, what could happen to them while they're asleep. There
0: has always been that alignment of sleep and death. That
1: Death is always referred
0: to as a... Sleep becomes a euphemism for death in Hamlet, for example. Really? Yeah. To be or not to be. You know, there's a big speech. Is like
1: and You don't know the quote about death.
0: To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether tis nobler in the mind oh, to suffer that, the slings that... and arrows of greatest fortune, <laughs> to die, to sleep, to sleep no more. I do know it, actually. Thank you very much.
1: You're right, though, that people use sleep as a euphemism for death, don't they? Like, um, he's at sleep, he's gone to sleep now, or mm. at his final rest and things like that. So there is a link there. Probably why a lot of people have that for you.
0: It's a bit like a taster of death, isn't it? It's like... (laughs) It's a a free trial. Right, I think it's time for our Strange News Story of the Week. Something to lighten up a little bit.
1: So yes, the Strange News Story of the Week. Let me just pull this up on my phone, actually. I saved this earlier. Strange News Story of the Week. It's very Harry Hill, isn't it? You're going to do it in your best newsreader voice. Okay. (laughs) Fife security guard whacked with Greg's baguette after telling man not to touch cakes. How did they find out the story about me? <laughs> a shopping centre security guard was repeatedly whacked with a baguette when trouble broke out at the Greg's bakery. An argument started after Jason Ellis was told to stop touching cakes by the security man who was also waiting in the shop queue. This sounds like one big euphemism. (laughs) Let's bear that in mind as we read the rest of it. (laughs) Don't touch the cakes or you get whacked with a baguette. (laughs) The situation turned into a physical struggle and Ellis grabbed a baguette and (laughs) repeatedly hit the security man over the head. Ellis, 28, admitted on September 26 at Kingston Centre, he assaulted Philip by repeatedly striking him on the head, he also admitted he shouted, made a threatening remark, damaged stock, and refused to desist. Ellis further admitted on October 16th at Garvick Terrace that he assaulted David Gordon, acted aggressively, punched him in the head, and attempted to bite him. Mm. Not a very mm. nice fellow. What a lovely man. Dev Kapadia said the security guard saw the accused pushing and prodding the cakes. He told him not to touch the food items if he wasn't going to buy them. Ellis said, what would happen if I punched you? And began shouting. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's such a weak threat. What would happen if I punched you? The accused then took a baguette and struck him on the head with it. Some cakes that had been damaged during the incident could not be put back on sale. Sheriff Charles McNair imposed a community payback order with two years supervision and a one year restriction of liberty order.
0: Well, I'm glad that got cleared up.
1: That's never happened when I've been in Greg's. <laughs> <laughs> As we come to the end of the show, we just have about time for a game we like to call QVC WTF.
0: You know the rules by now. I leave the room, Liam gets up a random item from Wish.com and I have to sell it QVC style. For 30 seconds. Or thereabouts. Sometimes I run out of things to say. Because I'm not as good or as trained as the people on that tele-shopping channel. I I I just, I can't reach their level.
1: I think you did really well on the last two weeks. I'm quite excited to see how you cope with this one. Okay. It's, very, it's a particularly strange one. Okay. Okay. Do you want to leave? Yes, I'm going to leave. Bye. 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 Okay, I'll describe this Wish.com item to you just before Harry comes in. It's a really weird one this week. It only costs £4. The title is... One pack dog shit commemorative collection coin. Essentially what this is, is a gold coin. It looks about the size of a one pound coin on it. It's got a picture of a dog, Labrador, I think, doing a poo <laughs> in a squatted position. Uh, it's it, it looks like currency. It says one shit instead of one pound. And it has some really weird, I think Latin maybe, but it says anus, anus plimpsum. Um, no idea what you would use this for. It's probably quite a challenging one for Harry to sell, but... Excited to see what what his reaction will be.
0: He's getting comfy.
1: You're excited? Nervous?
0: Nervous. No Pepe this time. No Pepe. No Pepe. Right, what is it? Show
1: me. Okay. You're going live in five, four, three, two...
0: Mint has commissioned to mark Brexit a 1p dog shit commemorative collection coin this once in a lifetime exclusive will be available for a very limited period of time as Brexit goes through this shithole of I keep going <laughs> this coin as you can see marks this gorgeous Labrador poised as he squeezes a fat one out. Oh. By now. I mean, that was very hard. I, there's not this much, really can, be there's I not much can be said. There's not much can be said about that.
1: No, I was amazed with that royal mint. <laughs> <laughs> the royal mint. What genuinely, I mean, I've tried to describe this just when you're out of the room. What is the use of that? Uh, one, shit. <laughs> one shit. Look at that Look at Well, that that's the phrase. thing. It says one that. PCS. What's that? I think that's just one piece. One, you get one
0: Oh, so it's just oh right, okay, right. It's four pounds, four pounds for a, <laughs> a for a coin of a dog shitting. Read that. What does it say? Anus,
1: anus plump. I don't even know what that says. Plump sum. No, I don't know either. Just thought it was quite funny.
0: You're gonna have to get me a stocking full of this shit when Christmas. for Christmas. <laughs> well, look, sold out. So, oh, sorry, sold out. Very popular yeah? <laughs> Reduced from eleven pounds. Who would pay that?
1: That concludes this episode of Strange Ways with me, Harry Browse. And me, Liam Humes. Make sure you give us a like or a subscribe wherever you're listening to us. It'll really help the show out.
0: You can email us your strange occurrences on strangewayspod at gmail.com.
1: And if you've got any suggestions for future episodes or stories that you want us to read out, send them our way. I can't wait to read them.
0: We'll see you at the next episode, but we won't see you. We'll hear you. You'll hear us. <laughs> <laughs> <Bye-bye>. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs>